Hello, and welcome to your Daily Dose. My name is Nick. Did you get any presents over the holidays? It used to be just some assembly required. Now, in many cases, training is a requirement as well. In this episode, Bob shares the humility it sometimes takes to receive tech toys. I love Christmas. I had a lovely Christmas this year. Yeah. Uh, and you got, got some good presents. Yeah. From which me. the thing is like, yeah, I did actually. Yeah. I got an awesome dragon etching from you, which is hanging under my swords right now. Uh, everybody got me things that I loved that were just really thoughtful and sweet, but I got a lot of, and I got a lot of, uh, high-tech stuff did you i got a, a drone a photo drone now this is a drone that a I phone can, photo like you know I, I i'm shortening like, it right your phone a yeah, phone photo drone. Uh, um and it's very cool it's it's you know it's not that top of the line kind of drone out there million dollar thing sure but it's not a, a little toy either so i'm a little intimidated because i don't want to lose it that would be me. you want to break it yeah. you want to lose it. first flight i watch it take off over my neighbor's houses and, and i never see gone. it again <laughs> But so I, but I find that I also got a, a 3D pen, uh, which I was really excited to, to use. But in both cases, it was very humbling to me to pull them out of the package, read the instructions, go online, watch some tutorials, and then think you know what you're doing. You're yeah. like, all right, I got this. I'm ready to go. And in both cases, they were uh, really, really humbling starts. So... You're, I'm curious about this because thinking about technology and the, and the prep you did, mm-hmm. right? The instructions and how easy it should be, right? You're, you're creative. <laughs> You've flown things before. Yeah. Um, right. So it should be all. <laughs> I intuitive. have actually flown things before. I, I, I mean, you have to remember that all of this stuff is just like anything else. You're going to suck at it first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Someone said that we need to have the courage to suck at things. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. It's, for me, I enjoy that process, but it is still always so humbling. I feel like I should be over it at this point, that I've experienced it so many times that it should just be old hat, that this is what it feels like when you start something new. And it's it's hard. It's climbing uphill. Uh, but I, I got reminded of it in a double dose of joy this Christmas with these two gifts. Well, uh, let me ask you this, because taking a step back from the technology standpoint, I know you did that sculpting class yeah, last yeah. year. And was it the same feeling in that as well? Or was it because it was clay and it was art and it was your hands? Yeah, no, it wasn't like that actually. It was it there was a piece of it because there's there's a lot that goes into understanding how to start a sculpture. Yeah. You know, you what what armature you need to build under it or what you need in order to get it started. But once you're started, it's just very intuitive. It's just me touching, bumping, adjusting, scraping, cutting until it looks like what I want it to look like. The the technology side of it is you push a button, you push a button once and something happens. You push a button twice, something different happens. You push a button twice and another button, something different happens. And all of a sudden I'm out of my wheelhouse. (laughs) So it's number of instructions I think is probably key to my success. Uh, Okay. Like my son Sam is so intuitive with, with buttons and with knowing what buttons to push and you know because he's he's practically a professional gamer he's a professional game uh, software engineer but uh, just that's why a lot of the video games nowadays too I just don't excel in them because I have to train my brain to use my fingers in different ways I remember in the first person shooters there was always sort of this understanding that the controls would be the same or you could adjust them so the controls this would always be strafe this would always be shoot this would always Mm -hmm. but yeah now it's 
there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it used to be like ASW, yeah. something else, right, to try to control those. I like the joystick better because it's like one thing with a button on the top of it, yeah. you know? Choose your direction and shoot. Play a little Galaga, yeah. play a little Pac-Man. Right, right, sure. asteroids. I used to love asteroids. And also, when I was in college, which was between 1981 and 1984, um, Joust. Oh, so good. I loved that really obnoxious sounding game. Yeah. It really, I mean, every sound in it was an irritating sound, yep. but it was exciting because you got into literal jousts with other things on there, and if you got them, you got an egg. You know, so. and you love you loved eggs. I did ostrich you eggs. eggs so you're, well, yeah, obviously you're oversized eggs. Flying on ostriches, I think. Yeah, you loved when well, you were killing dragons. I, were they dragons? No, there's a dragon that came out. They were right. some other kind. It of It seemed like they were. It, they look like ostriches because they could land and right. walk. Sure, but ostriches don't fly, do. which is <laughs> as we all don't. Hi again, it's Bob. After today's episode. I took a moment to look up the classic arcade game Joust and learned that it was not, in fact, ostriches that the knights were riding, but rather buzzards. That, of course, makes complete sense because ostriches, even the best of them, cannot pull off the miracle of flight. And buzzards are terrific aviators who also happen to be really into dead things. So in Joust, it's a match made in heaven. Happy to just close that little loop for you, folks. Until next time, my friends, go out and try something new and suck at it for a little while. Trust me, it'll be a good growth experience.